Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Now turn it up. Hey. Oh. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So I'm doing something. We've been working on it for, man, a year now. And it's all about vets. And it's all about service dogs. And so I kind of want to start the show with that a little bit. And so I'm going to play a little interview that I did with Andy, who was a vet, who, you know, now has a service dog. Because we, we did a documentary. I'm actually an executive producer on the documentary. It's called Even Heroes Need Heroes. And I would love for you to watch it. It's next Wednesday. It's not today, but next Wednesday, September 8th at 1230 p.m. on the Dog Chow YouTube channel. You don't have to. It's probably lunchtime. Hopefully you have a little bit of time during lunch to get on and watch this. But I did want to play this interview with Andy right now. It's, it's it's not super long, but I think it's so informative, and I'm very proud of it. The Bobby Bones Show. So if you know me, I've been working a long time with vets and trying to get them therapy dogs. And so I've been working very closely with Dog Chow. And I, I would encourage you to go check out dogchow.com slash bones because we did a documentary. I'm one of the producers of the documentary. And it's just how our vets need these dogs. It's basically medicine after they go and they serve our country and they come back and these service dogs are so important. And I actually want to bring on uh, Andy, who is a U.S. Navy vet. Andy, how are you? I'm uh, pretty good. Uh, just a brief piece on Andy. He served five years in the Navy. He was diagnosed with PTSD. He was recently paired with Storm. And so I went up, spent some time with Andy, and just talked about why he needed Storm. So I'm going to ask you, Andy, why is it important to have a service dog? Man, it's so important to have a service dog just to, to keep me living in the moment. I'm not stressed about things that are going on around me and people behind me and such. Um, just keep me calm out in public. How has Storm, your service dog, helped you? Oh, she pushes me every day to uh, to get out of the house and not be stuck in a in a bad mindset um, and I'm not motivated to do anything. You know, one of the things that people ask me a lot is, well, why can't you just get everybody a service dog? I'll ask you that because I know the answer to this too, but why aren't more veterans able to get service dogs? A few of the biggest reasons uh, more veterans don't have service dogs is uh, people really don't know that it's a thing, um, which is uh, crazy because the time that I've had with Storm has just been outstanding. I couldn't I couldn't think of any a better way to help myself. And the cost. The cost is huge. Um, I don't know any veterans that can just shell out the money for a service dog uh, without the help of organizations like I had the opportunity to go through. Over 3 million military veterans like Andy suffer from PTSD. Service dogs are proven to reduce the severity of PTSD symptoms, but like 1% of people who need them get one. And, you know, on this show as well, you know, we have raised a bunch of money to buy service dogs, and they were like $20,000 each because of the training, because of the amount of time you spend with them, because of who has to do it. And so I'm on a mission with Dog Chow to actually change that. And I want to encourage people to go to dogchow.com slash bones, and you can watch the documentary and you can learn how to help. Andy, thank you for your service, and thank you for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you again. There he is, Andy. The service dogs, they're just so important. For example, I'll just be quick here. You know, some of these guys and, and girls come back, and they can't sleep because they have nightmares constantly about what they saw while they were serving. And when they start to freak out, their dog will actually jump on the bed and lay on them and wake them up and take them out of that nightmare and bring them into this moment, which sleep equals health, constant nightmares, psychologically is damaging as well. So they are very, very important. So I'm, I'm super pumped that Andy came on to share a story with us. Again, dogchow.com slash bones. You can watch the documentary and learn how to help. 
It is now time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. My name is Courtney. I'm 27 years old. I am a huge crybaby. Like seeing a cute cow in a field on the interstate. Kind of crybaby. Anyways, I'm scared that when I read my vows at my wedding, I will not be able to compose myself. Now I'm starting to wonder if we should even read our own vows because I feel like if I lose it, maybe it won't get back on track. Do you have any advice on how to control it? Love the show, Courtney. Well, this is a fear that I had. And you know what? I broke down a few times at my wedding too. The advice that I would give you is two parts. One, do it. Don't let you getting too emotional keep you from doing it because what's making you emotional is why you're getting married. So don't pull back from that. And two, keep a Kleenex near. Right when I was going to walk out, Kramer, who is our DJ, who I've known for a long time, he goes, hey, did you have, you have like a Kleenex or paper towel with you? I was like, no. Why? He goes, because you're going to cry. And he said when he got married, no one told him, and he's up there with just wet eyes, and he, could, he was using a sleeve. So I took and I put some paper towels on my inside of my jacket and then about five seconds later, <laughs> and so I was wiping my eyes. So also, again, you're up there to be vulnerable with the guy that you're going to marry. Who cares if you cry? Cry forever. And I say this as somebody who worried about the same thing. It's okay to cry. I cried. Lunchbox cried at his wedding. Did not. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you no, did. did not. Totally cried. We all saw Lunchbox cry. We, we all saw me cry. And you know what? You guys don't think any less of us, do you? No. no I think less of you. But you cried too. Oh, if you guys can produce any evidence of me crying at my wedding with, I mean, all these camera phones and no one got a picture of me It was like 1973. And we also didn't record on our phones the the ceremony part. Out of respect. Exactly. You're supposed to, like, keep the phones down. We're in the middle of a church. It's a beautiful moment. But for sure, who heard him cry? Say aye. Aye. I mean, I saw him. No, Ray, Ray wasn't even there. Don't Ray ask Ray. Ray missed the wedding. Ray, was, Ray had a little too much. Drinking. Did, he, did yeah. he say aye? No. Okay. <laughs> Ray lowered his head so I wouldn't come to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Courtney. Do your vows. It, you, you're going to love after the fact that you did it. Who cares if you cry? And then just, if you don't have a place to put a Kleenex or a paper towel, have your fiance slash about to be husband put it in his pocket so he can give it to you once it's time to go. Yeah, or your bride, a bridesmaid or something. But maybe they don't have pockets, you know? Sure. Bouquets, stuff it in there. Grandma would do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what we have to say. Thank you for that email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. So what's happening in your neighborhood? Well, there's a car that's just kind of there, and nobody knows who it belongs to. So there's been talk of having it towed. But I can't, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to. It's not bothering me. And I feel really bad about just towing someone's car without them knowing. But is it sitting somewhere it shouldn't be sitting? I mean, it's just there. It's like nobody can figure it out. Like, I've been asked, hey, it's like a text. Like, do you know who this car belongs to? I'm like, no, not me. Because I guess they're just making sure. Like, is this someone that's staying with someone in the neighborhood? Or did they drive through here and then they broke down and just stuck here? Because it's there. And I have a small neighborhood. Nobody knows really what to do with it. But I've been towed before. And that's the worst feeling ever. Yeah, but you probably got towed because you left it over a line or parked bad. Yeah, I mean, I parked somewhere I was supposed to, but I didn't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was on a road trip. Yeah. I actually went to, after I'd graduated from Texas A&M, we went back for something that was going on there. Took a road trip, bunch of friends from Austin. I borrowed my dad's big SUV. 
I guess it's bigger than I thought. <laughs> Parked it somewhere. It got towed. I woke up. I thought it had been stolen. Yeah. And I was freaking out. And this is back when then I had to go to, once I figured out it was towed, it was at the tow yard. And then they only took cash. And this is back when I was like, I don't have an ATM. How am I going to get cash? My bank. Like, I just didn't know how to, it was, it was a, if I still have trauma from it. So I, I'm not going to be a part of towing this car from my neighborhood. How long would you wait until you towed it? I'm not going to ever. 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 It's not bothering you? me. Oh, well, if it's right in front of my house, it's like not. I want that thing. No, but it's in front of somebody's house. Yeah. 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 So like you got to think that. You want that thing out of there. <laughs> Once I went out in the mall and I couldn't find my car. Mm. And it was gone. Terrible mm. feeling. And I was like, oh, no. And so I started calling the tow places and they didn't have it. And I was like, okay, then it's been stolen, yeah. which is an even worse feeling. I thought, oh, no. So I went and sat on the bench. Cried. No, but it was like, what am I going to do? Almost. Then realized I had parked on that spot the day before, but I was in a different spot that time. Oh, my God. To my car. <laughs> <laughs> Parking garages are hard. Who, who is, I got towed, though, from a, a, a apartment complex because I was over the line a little bit. And these tow trucks will drive around and oh, look, yeah. they look do for that. people. They don't mess around. So you're not going to call. No. If it was in front of your house, what'd you call? Ugh. 100%, No, Amy. I would try to find another way. Like How I'd long put, has it been there? I'd put signs up around. I'd draw pictures. Is this your car? <laughs> do, why don't you do that? <laughs> put up signs around In town? your neighborhood with a little pill tags? That's not bad. If this is your car, call this number before <laughs> well, it gets towed? Obviously, it doesn't belong to someone in my neighborhood. I need to put them up like around town to be like, is this your car? I just feel so bad for if what's going to happen. How but. long would you wait, Lunchbox? Are you towing it or no? Look, you park in your driveway, so I mean, if it's in front of my house, I'm calling a week. It's out. You give it a week in front of your yeah. house? Yeah. Like, I, I, it, what kind of car is it? Is like it a, a nice car? No, it's like a normal car. Okay. Like a four-door sedan. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I'd have to pay attention if it's a, it's like a, maybe a, a Nissan. Today's Wednesday. Like an Ultima, like a lunchbox car. A, like a yeah, normal yeah, car. Yeah, normal oh, car. Oh, so it's definitely broken down is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely wouldn't be your neighborhood. Actually, lunchboxes has been running for years. Put a note on it. This is the homework I would like to give you. Oh, yeah. Go and put a note on the car under the windshield. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, if this is your car, would you please let us know? Some of the neighbors are getting concerned and may try to tow this. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think someone's checking on it. <laughs> the guy needs towed then. Yeah. And then it needs towed. Yeah, like, yeah. otherwise it would be gone. Put, put a, will you put a note on it? And then we'll check back in a week. Okay. We promise. I promise. Or you can just tow it today. Yeah. <laughs> we call them now. No, uh, I don't want to do that to somebody. Put the note on and we'll check back in a week. Getting your tow out of... Getting your car out of being towed, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah it sinks. It and really they're is. never nice to you because people are never nice to them. Right. Yeah. So you walk up and they're just mean. But I get it because people come in mean. Yeah, they have, they have to be on the defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, one week. Okay. Bobby the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Carrie Underwood and Dan and Shay collaborated on a new song called Only Us. It will be part of the Dear Evan Hansen movie soundtrack. They will be dropping it this Friday, and the movie will be in theaters September 24th. Josh Turner is releasing his first Christmas album on October 8th. It's called King Size Manger, and it will have four original songs along with some Christmas classics. He shared a teaser of the title track with the album's announcement. Here it is. They knew that child was a real life changer there in a king size 
George talked about the worst job he ever had before his career took off. When I first came to Nashville, I got a job to shop at Home Network. I worked midnight to 7 or 8, and that was bad in itself because I would work all night long, and then I would go home, shower, and then I had writing appointments all day because I was trying to get the career started. So I'd go write songs and take meetings, trying to just get signed. And I end up getting done about three or four with all that. Go home, take a shower, sleep for a little bit, and I'd be working at midnight. So the schedule was bad enough. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. An Alabama woman was reunited with her missing dog after three years, thanks to the dog being lured into another woman's car with corn dogs. Mm, You can lure me into a car with corn dogs. (laughs) Well, how underrated are corn dogs? I mean, they are so good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. With mustard, with a lot of mustard. Oh, no. Dixie Greenwell of Huntsville said that she had been searching for her dog, Charming, ever since he disappeared nearly three years ago. There was no sign of Charming until a woman named Faith spotted a stray dog wandering around a marathon gas station in Baldwin County more than 300 miles from the home of the dog. And she had some corn dogs. She was like, come here, dog. Come here, dog. The dog saw the corn dog, jumped in, went and scanned it for a microchip, said, yeah, we know whose dog this is. And they live about 300 miles away. Got the dog back. After three years and 300 miles. That's awesome. Because of corn dogs. What's the moral of the story? <laughs> corn dogs rock. Yeah, yeah. or keep yes. corn dogs with you at all times. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. When you go to sleep, what do you do? What, close my eyes? <laughs> you mean to get ready for sleep? Yeah. I, like, well, I normally watch a little something, and then I set my alarm, and then once I'm done watching, I turn it off and roll over and go to sleep. You go all dark? I go all dark, All yes. dark, all quiet. All dark, all quiet. If I'm having to share a room with uh, my kids, and like my son especially snores, sound machine all the way. But not typically alone. You? Just to block yeah, to your block snoring his, son out. Yes, he's yeah. very loud. Um, I make the room dark and really cold. Mm, I don't like to. Really cold. The like room. cave. Yeah, the room's like 67. Oh, man. Ooh. And then I turn the TV on the office. And for some reason, it goes off at night. Some reason, it stays on until I wake up in the morning. But I need that TV on. I think because when I grew up, I didn't have a bedroom, and I had to sleep in the living room, and the TV was always on. So experts say that a calming bedroom is best to fall asleep, obviously, but most people use a TV or a podcast to fall asleep. Oh. The Office, for me, is easy because I know what happens every scene, every episode. It's comforting. I don't have to wait and be like, oh, I wonder what happens. A podcast I can't do because I have dreams about people. I'll be dreaming about making out with Dak Shepard if I'm not careful. <laughs> if armchair experts on. You know what I'm I, I just can't listen in my ears and you know, consume and sleep. But apparently most Americans go to sleep with something on, but they say that does bring on anxiety disorders. That if you can shut everything down, lights I get really anxious when it's really quiet in the bedroom. But experts say if you can't shut your brain down at night. Find a comforting sound that you're not wondering what's coming next, like you said. Yeah. Like a sound machine. Mm-hmm. They have apps. You can have it on your phone. That's what I use, an app, and then it plays. But my daughter's, like, super specific. Like, if we have to sleep together, she loves the sound machine, but she can only listen to a thunderstorm. And I, she said that's comforting to her because in Haiti, like, she that's familiar, thunderstorms, rain. But any other noise, she will not be able to sleep because I like just the white noise, I guess is what they call it. And she's like, no. I have to have a thunderstorm. So sometimes you may have to, like, play around with it and figure out which noise works for you. Eddie, what do you do? Uh, so my wife likes to sleep with lights on 
Not oh, all the no. lights on. Wow. But like, at least a lamp. And it, I hate it. But that's it's a compromise that we do because I like to sleep to the old movies, Turner Classic Movies Channel. I, there's you guys have a circus in your bedroom. getting so, dressed? Yeah, so it's not dark and it's not quiet. No. Lunchbox? It is pitch black in our room. No sound machine, no nothing. Just absolute silence, no TV. We don't have a TV in our room, so everything's off. We give a little, and see you later. Do you still share, or do you still not share covers? No, we have different covers. Because she likes a big, heavy comforter, and I like a light blanket because I'm a sweater. Oh, oh can you imagine? <laughs> and so we have two different blankets, and so, you know, she takes hers, and I take mine. We say goodnight, and that's it. Lights out. Basically, what they're saying is, if you can't go all dark, all quiet, find a noise that is constant that you're not wondering what's coming next. Because that is what's going to drive you crazy yeah. at night, because your brain is still working. Do you guys try to do no screen time before bed? Yes. Yeah, I try. try. But there's just, I mean, that's when else do I get it in? Sometimes I do screen time during bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like half awake. Let me look at my phone and see what's happened on Twitter. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, you meant like social media screen time. Any screen yeah, time phone. at all. TV, oh, phone. Sometimes yeah, yeah, I have three. What really drives Caitlin crazy is I'll have my phone in my hand, my computer or laptop behind it, and the TV on. Wow. She's like, you're going three screens. <laughs> this is three screens at the same time. You're going to go crazy. Um, but there's your little PSA for today. If you need sound, try to make it where you're not wondering what the next sound is, that it's a, a constant sound or a TV show that you've watched and seen every episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm struggling. I have a sleep study coming up in December. I cannot wait for you to do this. I have a stomach thing on Friday. Colonoscopy. Ooh. It's more. Well, no, it's, no, not not on Friday. It's the one session before. Okay, well, it's to where they prep. give you the medicine that you take that apparently. Crushes your insides, oh. that kind of thing. Cleans you out. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can have a good visual. Yes. Oh. So medically, I got a lot going on in the next <laughs> few months. We do all these contests on our website, and sometimes I just like to check in, like we're going to do right now with Mary from South Carolina. Mary, how are you? I'm doing great. It is so good to hear from you. Now, you won the trip to Bobby Fest this weekend in Wichita, Kansas. Is that true? That is correct. So tell me, walk me through this. You hear us talking about it one day. Do you just go on the website, bobbybones.com? Uh, I actually go through, like, the Our Heart channels and that, and sometimes on the actual website. Mm-hmm. I use both, and I got lucky. And so you just typed your name in, right, and said submit, and that's it? Uh, with an email, too, usually. Yeah. And when they call you or email you, do you think, wow, I cannot believe I just won this, or do you think it's a scam or what? Oh, no, no, I was. I knew it was it was very exciting. So you're gonna go round trip out to the show. You're gonna do hotel. You get tickets. You get a meet and greet. Who are you meeting and greeting? Did they tell you yet? <laughs> I'm supposed to meet and greet Bobby Bones. Okay, that's how, that's that's what I think too. But sometimes they'll be like, well, I'd rather meet Russell Dickerson. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it would be nice if I could meet some of the headliners for sure. Well, we are the headliners. You are. Uh, Bobby see, this and is Eddie. what's confusing, okay. right? Um, well, congratulations. You, you won the trip. We can't wait to see you out this weekend. I guess we will see you on Sunday, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And who, who are you bringing with you? I'm bringing my husband. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, congratulations, Mary. And this is just to show people that when we have these contests, it's real. you just have to go. Yeah. There's, no, there's no trick to it. You just submit your name and email, and they randomly pick somebody, and then we give you a trip. Right, Mary? Oh, it's for real. It's for real, and I am so pleased. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We will see you this weekend on Sunday, September 5th in Wichita, Kansas, 
at a place called Wave, and you should get there early because it's two whole stages. It's going to be packed with music all day long, okay? Awesome. All right. Congratulations. Bye, Mary. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. It's time for Pick a Bit. We have three bits. We let you guys pick which bit you like. Raymundo needs advice. Advice that I think a lot of people listening to the show could use. Lunchbox has a question advice about he wants it about his cousin. And then Amy's been up to something where she feels quite low. Okay. It's an activity where she goes, I've hit a new low. Morgan, you picked the Ray bit. Yep. Eddie? Yeah, I don't think we need to hear Ray's bit. I, I, I'm really interested in Amy's low thing, and I want to I want to know what that is. Uh, hello. What? What about me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. Advice for his cousin. <laughs> no, no. It, I'm not interested about your cousin. It is about his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't it's care. about our relationship. With My, your cousin? Yes. Who okay. is that? Okay, I'm going to go with the Ray bit, too. Yay! Oh. That's what I wanted. Just because I think it's yeah. time to do this bit. All right, pick a bit. Enough. Ray, we have selected your bit, so go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, so in November, my buddy is getting married. There's only one problem, though. He's getting married in Mexico. Mexico. Are you going to go Mexico? <laughs> He's going Ray straight Mundo. Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. Okay. So he got me measured for a suit. I'm in the wedding. I'm a groomsman, which is cool. I went to the mall. That was really easily. But he's coming at us expecting us to get hotels, flights now. With, I mean, kind of, we're still in a pandemic, right? But but they're full on going to have this wedding. And so I'm asking you, the advice guy, hmm. do, do we really get flights in hotel or are we crazy right now in Mexico? How important is this friend to you on a scale of one to ten? He's my best friend. He's my best friend. He's <laughs> oh. I mean, that's pretty People close. People let me tell you about my, my best, best friend. friend. Okay, so here's what you do. First of all, especially when looking for trips a month, two, three months out right now when it's, who knows what's going to happen. You get the flight, but you pay a little extra for the flight insurance. Now, it stinks to buy that because I don't often buy that, but at a time when the insurance might be called upon, you can buy the flight insurance for just a little bit less. Okay? Cool. It's a little bit more, but a little bit less than if you canceled and lost it all. Right. The hotel, you're just kind of up S Creek if you cancel, but he's your best friend. So I would say get the flight, get the travel insurance on the flight, which may cost you 60 bucks or so. And then the hotel, see if they have a cancellation policy. Most times they do if you do it a week out, sometimes 48 hours out. If not, but I would just plan to go. All right. That's my advice. Does anyone have any advice contradictory to that? No, I mean, I was just worried about the overall safety risk. Like COVID aside, it's like Mexico. But I looked up Guadalajara's risk you know there and overall it says medium so at least it's not high right down the middle <laughs> it's not medium yeah it says, i don't even like medium <laughs> yeah and that's considering all types of crime the drug related robbery oh, auto part theft you know if you're a worried tourist that's what you have are you a worried tourist no okay okay if you're so, only worried about covid hey have at it buddy yeah go for it well, and then I come back to the States and I got to chill in quarantine for 14 days, maybe. Well, you not unless test. you get it. Then I don't get to celebrate Christmas with my family. Okay, now it's spiraling. He's spiraling. Oh, okay. Abort mission. He's spiraling. <laughs> um, I, you know, you can't, if you have COVID, they won't let you leave. Right. You'll be, you'll stay there in You're quarantine. You're going to be stuck wow. in medium risk. You're going to be Guadalajara. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's special. It's your best friend. You should yes. try to do it. And like Bobby said, and I'll just throw out there too, even a lot of airlines with how travel has been so crazy, they're now waiving the fees. So maybe you don't even have to buy the insurance. I would just check with the airline and you should be good. 
Cool. All right, go at it. Thanks, y'all. Attack it. You're welcome. There he is, Raymundo. Yeah. He wins pick a bet and he gets advice. But if if some airlines don't give insurance, some airlines right. will only give you credit for another flight. Sometimes you need the money. Mm-hmm. That travel insurance is good there yes. in that case. Good point. All right, there you go. Thank you. An NBC News segment was cut off after somebody lives in Mississippi violently confronted an NBC News correspondent during a live report of Hurricane Ida. Oh, no. Here is a clip. So they're going to go ahead and do that survey to make sure that they're okay. Craig, I'm going to toss it back because we have a person who needs to help right now. Hey, 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 hey. Um, We're going to check in with Shaq Brewster just to make sure all is well. I like how the guy in the... The main op, main buildings went, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, like, far, far yeah. away. There used to be a thing where you would see a reporter doing a live shot and you get behind them. Uh, uh-huh. So fun. Just not really a thing anymore because I don't think the news in that capacity is a thing anymore. You know, you get the news in different ways now than just watching it at 6 or 10. You watch it on your phone. I still watch videos from ABC, NBC, Fox, everything. But I just don't watch it live anymore. And when it's not live... You can, if somebody does that, you can just stop and shoot it again. That's yeah. right. I got to imagine, Eddie, when you were in news, you had to stop people all the time from doing idiot stuff like that. A couple times. And it was I was the camera guy, so I'd have to, like, as soon as I saw someone already thinking about it, I would get a run from behind the camera and be like, whoa, 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 just stop for a second. Like, don't do this. And they're like, all right, okay, okay, for the most part. But only one guy got through, and he said something like, you're beautiful to the reporter, and then took off. <laughs> Yeah, so you kind of just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they don't stick around to like figure out what's going to happen afterwards. There was a news anchor, and she was in Arkansas, but I think she had moved away. Her name was Don Scott. But I remember looking at a shot, and she was she had her microphone, and she was like, oh, it's Don Scott reporting, and this guy butt naked runs behind her, <laughs> and then just runs right by her. Oh, man. Like, he, like, streaked the news shot, a butt naked frontal. Hilarious. Wow. I laughed. Okay. That's gutsy. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. Okay, Bobby, when you met Caitlin, was it love at first sight or did it take time? I don't believe in love at first sight because I don't believe that love, what I know now as love, can be had in an instant. Okay. Well, Good well, answer. Yeah. I thought she was hot and I was like, sure like to make out with her. <laughs> But I don't believe that what I have now can be had in an instant. Oh, well, more than half of Americans believe in love at first sight and that it can happen. I need, no, they have, wow, that person's hot at first sight, and then it works out. And they called it love at first sight. Right, because it worked out. Because <laughs> right. they never go, I had love at first sight, but we went on one date and it failed. <laughs> yeah, no. What was it that made you realize you were in love? Uh, okay, we only have a couple minutes. I know. That's oh, a, yeah, you did this in your vows, That's right? a tough one. That's a tough one, yeah. I don't want to make you cry. <laughs> so a flying car completed a 35-minute test flight between two cities, which That's I think wild. is super cool. Like, listen, this car can transform from flying to driving on the ground in three minutes or less. Cool. I know. If I saw that, though, and they didn't tell me, oh. I'd have been one of those people thinking this on Alien Spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's powered by a BMW engine, and then it comes with a fixed propeller. So doop, 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 flying, land, doop, took everything away, drive off. What? <laughs> I thought I'd seen it all when I saw a thing driving and then going in the water, one of those boats. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. duck boats. The duck boats. <laughs> I thought I'd seen it all then. <laughs> those are, those they just crazy. leveled up. Yeah, I know. All right, what else? 
So I saw two articles recently talking about, you know, if country artists weren't singing, what would they be doing? And like Tim McGraw was saying how he was uh, going to go to law school and probably be a lawyer. But then he picked up the guitar and realized, wow, OK, this is awesome. And then Thomas Rhett might be interested in getting into real estate. I would probably have started a real estate company. I honestly thought about getting my real estate license this year. I'm not kidding. I mean, I had time to do it, and I've got a bunch of buddies that do it now, and I love the whole art of going in and getting somebody to really love a home enough to buy it. So maybe in about 15 <laughs> years, that's what I'll do. Can you imagine you show up to a showing, and Thomas Rhett's like, and here, this is three bedrooms, two baths. Listen, I bet he wouldn't be showing no three-bedroom, two baths. Yeah. He's going to oh, yeah, be showing, that. like, Reba's house that she just, you know, mansions okay. or commercial property. Yeah, good point. All right, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's this 10-year-old girl, Aaliyah Wilson, and she looks forward to riding her bike every day, especially when she gets home from school. And she left her bike on the porch overnight. Busy day. She forgot about it. Bike was stolen. So then the mom took to Facebook just in an effort to maybe spread the word so they could hopefully get the bike back. Well, a neighbor saw the Facebook post and was like, you know what? I haven't seen the bike, but we're going to do one better and just go buy her a brand new bike. And they anonymously went and dropped it on their front yard with a helmet and a lock so that they could lock it up. So this one hopefully won't get stolen. And they have no idea who it came from. But Oh, they don't know still. No, it's called. uh, they said that they have a message for the anonymous do-gooder. Thank you so much. That was really thoughtful of you. That's really cool. Good for them. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. How do you deal with a sad astronaut? How do you deal with a sad astronaut? Just give him some space. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. Your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, Justin Moore, We Didn't Have Much. There was At number two, Lainey Wilson, Things a Man Ought to Know. Yeah, I know a few things a man ought to know. And at number one, Luke Bryan, Waves. Cause you were made for summer just like these stars we're under were made for lighting this July. Fun fact, written by Ryan Hurd. Oh, wow. Artist Ryan Hurd. Songwriter Ryan Hurd. Husband Ryan Hurd. Of Maren Morris, husband (laughs) Ryan Hurd. Yeah, congratulations to Luke Bryan with his one millionth number one. I look, that's actually (laughs) his his one millionth. Uh, The number one pop song is Olivia Rodrigo, Good For You. And the number one dance song is from Sigrid. It's called Mirror. Pretty positive yeah, song. I like yeah, it. yeah, I like that. First, I was like, I don't know if this is. Oh, I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like, it feels a little too European. Oh no, I feel good. <laughs> uh, those are your number ones right there. Would you like to live to be 130? If my quality of life is Ooh. that of 80, I love. I love it. I want to live forever. You would. You- There's a song that expresses <laughs> how I feel. I want to live forever. <laughs> I want to live forever. But, but, but what body do you want to be in? I don't care. Switch me up. 
No, okay. Change me out. This one gets old. Well, that's not a bad idea. Well, okay, another then, one. yeah, I'll keep living too. They say the number of people who live to be past 100 is rapidly rising right now. Wow. Huh. But that by the end of the century, what, we're in 2021 right now, by 21, wait, by 2200, wait, no, wait. By, yeah. by, by 2100, 2100 20, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Man, <laughs> crazy. By 2100, they think that people will live to be 130. Wow, wow. that's a lot. Why couldn't I've been born a little later and get on the net action? <laughs> but again, back when the caveman was rocking, they were dying like 27. Yeah, thinking they lived a long, full life. Sometimes I'll look at a fly and go, "You're only alive for a day or a day and a half." And does the really? fly go, "My day is so short"? No, the the fly just knows how long its life is and then dies. It's really sad. Wow, I didn't realize that. I think about that a lot. Right, too much. Every time I see a fly. Um, in good news, Cobra Kai has been renewed for a fifth season, even though four doesn't start until December. Do you oh. guys watch Cobra Kai? No, no, but you do. Yeah, it's cheesy, but I like it. The other show that I think I'm going to start that is cheesy, but people like it, is Manifest. Oh, yeesh. I watched the first season of that, Bones. You watched the, the whole, whole season? season? Yes, the first season you're of Manifest. You're not into it? No, and my wife's still into it. She loves it, but I can't. I, I've bailed out. Is it's, it like Lost? It's like Lost in the in the whole form of an airplane crash. That's it. So this is what I've heard. They go, they're on a plane, they land, and mm-hmm. it's five years later. Mm-hmm. And they they think it's normal. Yep. But they're like, no, it's five years later. They, they've been missing for five years. But, can but they, they don't they, know they've been missing. They don't know that. Oh, but did they go back and forth in the times? What? No, no, no. It goes back to now modern day, and but they've been like, what? We just got back, but everyone's like, no, you've been missing for five years. Wow. And it's What if it was life. just a joke they played on a plane landing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody act like we've seen them in five years. Yeah. So I've been thinking about Manifest. So Concept no? is crazy. Storyline got a little whacked after a while. I'm like, now nah, I'm out. I'm going to give it a try anyway. Do it. So Cobra Kai, I like Manifest, I like. You Yellow- haven't tried it yet. Cobra Kai? I do like Cobra Kai. No, Manifest. Manifest you're going to try it. I like it until I don't, okay. I'm going to try it. Okay. That's why I have to approach wow. these shows. Like, I try to convince you to watch certain things that are awesome, and you're like... Name a show. Oh, well, it took me working through Caitlin to get you to finally watch Yellowstone. Yeah, it's great. It, also... Okay, um, that's just one example. <laughs> I like I like Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Can't wait for that, but Yellowstone's back in November. Uh, there's another... Uh, Succession. You know which one I'm trying because of you, and what? I just don't know if I'm going to keep going? It's Five Perfect tra- Strangers. Nine. Whatever. Nine. But, but there's only four episodes, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it took me three and a half to go like, See, that's crazy. This is it. In a land where there are billions of ep- TV shows, like, I don't know if I want to spend time on this no, one No, you don't. You, the thing is, you just don't give up on Nicole Kidman. You know yeah, what's going to happen. There's one, there's one thing point. I learned in life. Never give up on Nicole Kidman. Yes. Well, you got me there. All like, right. <laughs> name a bad project. Can't. You can't. Mm-mm. Not Not in the last 10, 15 years. Nope. So I trusted her, and you know yeah. what? It paid off. Okay. <laughs> I, get, I get. Hey, Keith Urban, I get it, buddy. I get it, Keith. Yeah. So Amy sent in an idea for a game. She said, how about, without naming the show, you do a quote that gives it away. We have to guess the show. And then she wrote, for example, that's what she said. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the I'm, office. you know, friends. I just yeah. type too fast. <laughs> so yeah. if it would have been, that's what she said. That's what she said. That would be the, the office. office. The office, right. If you miss one, you're out. Okay. So Amy's out. Yes, Amy starts out of the game. With my example. All right, here is the first one. How you doing? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Can you name that one? Okay. Pins up when you got it. Got it. Everybody on the count of three. One, two, three. Friends. Friends. Good. Yeah. Here's the second one. You got it, dude. You got it, dude. Okay. All right, everybody's up. 
One, two, three. Full, Full house. house. Nice. Third one. Did I do that? Did I do that? And I do that. Everybody feel strongly? Oh, yes. yes. Eventually, we'll get off doing it all together, but I feel like the softballs. One, two, three. Family, Family matters. matters. Nice. I almost wrote Urkel. Here's the last one we're going to do as a group because I think you'll all get it. Here we go. Nasu for you! Nasu for you! What TV show is that? One, two, three. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. All right, from here out, write your answers down. We'll go to you one by one. Oh, boy. Here is the next TV catchphrase. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Whoa. Amy? Blossom. Lunchbox? Blossom. Eddie? Blossom. Nice, you're all in. Next up. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> Could I be wearing any more clothes? Okay. What? Very famous scene in a show. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> oh boy, that sounds like someone, but... Everybody in? In. In for the win. It was a scene where he was wearing all of his friends' clothes. Amy. Friends. Lunchbox. Friends, you tricked me, dude. Lunchbox. All right, what's your name? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, and that's friends, and you tricked me, dude. Why? Well, Hi. I, we already had friends, we had so friends I heard already. the guy's voice, and I was like, is he There's on a no different rule TV that show? Said it had I know. I we never do that, though. That's N why. Next up. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant, because the second half of that word is dairy. What? <laughs> Legendary. That's funny. It's gonna be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second half of that word is dairy. I mean, I'm guessing straight. Oh. Amy? Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Lunchbox? It is How I Met Your oh, Mother. That's Eddie? I did Big Bang Theory. It's how I met your mother. That's why you said yep when she said it. What? That's why you said it's, yep when yeah, she said yeah, that. Yeah. It, oh, it is how I met your mother, is isn't it? 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 It is how I met your mother. Woo! And that's a game. That's like game. That. That's how that's we it. do it. That's game time. That's how we do it. Barney. Woo! Thank you, Barney. Lunchbox has a winner. You can run through the rest of them. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to, Bobby. Here we go. Winter is coming. That is your show, The Game of Thrones. Correct. Cut it out. That's full house. Hey, he tricked you on that. Correct. Here we go. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? It's got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah? It's easy. Ted Lasso. Correct. Two more. I am the one who knocks. What? Oh. I am the one who knocks. Walking Dead. No. Never Breaking, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. That's Brian Cranston. Finally. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye. There it is. Yeah. There's my winner. Play a song. More than 40% of Americans now believe that some of these UFO sightings are alien spacecraft. Oh, because they've come out and said stuff. Who? Like and the, the, gover government. the government saying stuff. The government has not denied stuff. Right. More than said stuff. But that's all the people needed. 
The survey says 41% of respondents believe that some UFOs involve <laughs> alien spacecraft. I, my personal feeling is that the spacecrafts that we've been seeing are not aliens. I don't believe that any of them are, but here's why. Oh. I believe if there was something so technolo- technologically advanced, we'd have no idea. We wouldn't see it if they didn't want us to see them. There are certain things that are the cones in our eyes cannot see. There are certain sounds our ears cannot hear that animals can do both. If they were so advanced they didn't want us to see, we wouldn't see little grainy pictures over the ocean. Personal feeling. <laughs> You've so, thought about this. A lot. I talk about it like every two weeks on the show, too. <laughs> Any of those spaceships have aliens in them, Amy? If you had to pick money on the, here's They say, here's 100 bucks. Bet it. Uh, oh, $100? No, I'm not. Oh, but more. Okay, $10,000. No, 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 not more. No, I'm not. Lunchbox? No, there is no stupid aliens in these machines. Well, I'm you not saying are, that. No, but... there's not. You guys are ridiculous. Eddie? Eddie? Why not? Let's give it a shot. I don't want to close my eyes to all that. Maybe. In June, the Pentagon report offered no explanation for 140 of the 144 UAP observations. Wow. Which UAP is basically UFO, but it's unidentified aerial phenomenon. Ooh. They're just switching it up so we don't go, UFO. Yeah. Uh, they got us. I'd put a hundo on that. That there were? Yeah, would you? Yeah. Uh, Let it ride? I'd, I'd go no. Oh, no? In, in none of those. Oh, I don't think man, there were okay. any sort of aliens. But I'm not against the yeah. idea of it. Me neither, but... Uh, somebody came to me and said they feel uncomfortable in the room. Would that person please raise their hand? Or or, or would that person uh, make a cow noise? Moon. Oh, is Eddie. Is oh. Eddie. Moon. Like, is it an Eddie and Eddie, Lunchbox thing? Well... Guys, like, you know, we just worry in times like this. If anyone's sick, you start, there's a little bit of concern that grows. And Lunchbox lately has been sniffing a lot. And he's saying, like, oh, everything's fine. But he does that a lot. And then he's really, really close to me. And I just feel like with Bobby's, see, you're trying to touch me. Don't do that. And with Bobby's rule of like, hey, if you don't feel good, don't come in. I feel like he's not respecting how others feel in here. And He's making me feel a little uncomfortable. Which that rule was pre-COVID, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, But now especially COVID. Exactly. Anything you want to say back? I feel fine, man. Uh, (laughs) See? I mean, yeah, there's some a little bit of runnage that comes out of my nose every now and then. I got a Kleenex. I dab it. You know what I mean? We're good to go. I feel great. Look great. No COVID? No COVID. I went and got a test a few days ago. Are you irritated that Eddie came to me about that? I mean, look, Eddie's always looking, trying to get me in trouble because he wants to take the shine off me. Yeah, take the shine. Should I bring up the fact that you came to me about Amy about two weeks ago? I was going to if you weren't. Both of you did. <laughs> whoa, 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 Yeah, dude. Wait what about minute. now? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. When the mirror gets held up in front uh, of you, the hey, story wait, changes wait, wait, a little yeah. bit. That was anonymous, and you said you were not going to reveal that I one. thought we revealed it. No, yeah, there was I no knew. revealing of anything. You don't even oh, okay. have to reveal. I but know I mean, okay, who it comes from. There's a difference between... And I mean, her cough was, I mean, scary. And we all, (laughs) everybody's eyes were like, but it was so scary that I went and got a COVID test and I was negative. And you're negative. Yeah, I'm negative too. Eddie, rest assured. I asked him if he can take another one just in case, because you never know when that positive occurs. Or if he really did it. Right. Or he did. You don't know if he did. I'll tell you what though. Yesterday he like touched me. He was like (laughs) messing with me and he touched my arm. I immediately went to the bathroom and washed my arms. What? You can never be too safe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would have done that with him anyway. <laughs> well, I know. I know. But it's yeah, been, he see, he's doing it again. Hands. Everybody's good. We're all tested. All right. Everybody relax. For now on, go to Scuba Steve about this stuff. Not you? Yeah. Okay. I don't care. All right. I'm good. You guys just keep yourself healthy. <laughs> go home if you don't feel good. I feel great. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. You sound terrible. <laughs> Come here, Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
Five-year-old Adeline is at home with her mom when her mom had a stroke. Only problem is Adeline doesn't know what to do. She gets a hold of mom's phone and somehow calls her dad at work. He doesn't answer and she leaves a voicemail and says, Hey, dad, mom needs help getting up. Can you please get home quick? We need your help. He hears the voicemail, calls 911, ambulance comes to the house and saves the mom. Wow. Wow. Five-year-old girl. Five-year-old girl. New to call dad and say, hey, mom needs help. Eddie, walk me through how old all your kids are. Uh, I have starting from the bottom, two, six, seven, 13. How many of them would have done that? None. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not your 13-year-old for sure, would it? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, it's just they're just kind of like so spacey. I would say all of them have the same kind of feel, personality feel. They're a little spacey, so I don't know if anyone would really do it. Your 13-year-old, though, is a super smart kid. Yes, he is, but he's spacey. At what age do kids learn 911? I would imagine kindergarten time. We have it written in our refrigerator. I just don't know if they can get to that level of like, hey, hold on. I think that number's in the refrigerator. Let me do it. At what age did you start calling 911 regularly, Lunchbox? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Lunchbox and 911, it's like cheers when he calls. They're like, hey, Lunchbox, (laughs) welcome back in. We know you. I'd say in the last five years, I've really ramped up my 911 ability. You like it, huh? It's a lot of fun. It's excitement to be, it's like on TV. You're in the moment. You're like, this is what it's all about. It's a rush. It is. Like your your adrenaline starts going like, I'm about to be a hero. And how has that turned out, (laughs) hero-wise? It's been pretty good. I've I've gotten a lot of recognition from you guys telling me I call it too much and telling me I'm, but then you did give me credit for calling the right time Mm -hmm. the last Time, so. How many times of the last 10 you called have we said, hey, that's the right reason to call 911? I think two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I'm Better always on the lookout. He is. Yeah. Hey, great story, though. <laughs> that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and do the news. Come on. Bobby's Big Stories. A South Carolina man won a $200,000 prize from a lottery drawing thanks to a set of numbers that he wrote down from a TV show. Oh, amazing. <laughs> the South Carolina Education Lottery said that the winner purchased a cash five ticket, had all the numbers. He said he saw them on TV. And it was one of those where the person on TV plays the lottery and writes the numbers down. And he goes, heck, why not? Played them, hit for almost a quarter million dollars. Love it. <laughs> oh, that's that amazing. Crazy. A woman who had no idea she was pregnant got the shock of her life when she went into labor while out for drinks with her friends. Oh, Crazy. She started having cramps, and the pain was so intense. She went to the hospital. She was like, it hurts. What's happening? And they said, well, funny you should ask. I don't know if they said it like that. I probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she had a baby. Oh, my goodness. And she was drinking alcohol. The 23-year-old delivered a daughter, Willow, a few hours later, despite not knowing that Willow was on the way. And they're both doing well. Yeah, but she was drinking alcohol, not knowing that she shouldn't drink alcohol. That's what happened to my friend from college. She drank and maybe some other things. Like the, oh, I don't know is what I heard. <laughs> and then she, she was worried. Like what? I mean, you could have just said drinking and then we would have got the same effect. Well, stuff that's legal now. But she she ended up going to the bathroom and then the baby came out. She delivered it herself. Oh, my goodness. She did not know she was pregnant. So she was just living like her young 20s lifestyle. And boom, there came the baby. Even though this woman did not have any prenatal care, the baby was born healthy, weighed six pounds, one ounce. And they all good. It's just a little, it's, uh, wow. I just don't know how you cannot know you have a baby in there. So that was the question I asked too. And so I read the article a little more. She said that she chalked up the few extra pounds to COVID. Oh. Because yeah. she didn't put on a lot. Mm-hmm. 
She never experienced pregnancy symptoms. She had a heartburn that she, a little bit, but heck. Who doesn't? I yeah, do, now I mean, they have pepperoni pizza sometimes, Prilosec. No, I carry Tums <laughs> in my bag now. But like my friend, her, uh, she told me it was because her uterus is really set far back. So it's like the baby was growing inside, but it wasn't protruding as far because the uterus was set further back. But I'm like, well, there's only so far back a uterus can go. Is that true? Well, yeah. Amy's like, <laughs> Amy's like calling her friend out. First of all, she's like, she was doing, she's drinking, doing other stuff. I think she robbed a bank. <laughs> she starts. Wow. No, not bad stuff. It no, wasn't no, bad. She was yeah, being yeah, a normal twenty-two-year-old. Right. She ran guns from Mexico to. <laughs> like, wait, no, no, this, none of this matters, Amy. Which. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Finally. I didn't say her name. What started as a fun idea ended up a Utah family uh, upside-down life. Uh, Donna and Vanner Johnson decided to buy a DNA testing kit for a bit of fun, only to get a devastating result months later. Uh-oh. When the DNA test came back, Vanner learned he's not the biological father of their 12-year-old son. Oh, no. boy. Oh. Now you ask, was she cheating, right? That's where my mind goes. Yes. That's not the case. This makes it, I wouldn't say worse, but different. Their son was born at an IVF clinic. And apparently there was some kind of mix-up at the clinic that meant Donna's egg had to be fertilized by someone else's, not his. Oh, my gosh. They're shocked by the results. Because I, too, go, ooh, Jerry, Jerry. You know, she must have cheated. But that's not what happened. They did it the right way. The lab messed up. Oh, my goodness. Lawsuit. You have to wonder, yeah, if, like... Someone in the lab 12 years ago was like, oopsie. Okay, well, just don't say anything. Don't say anything. Like, Johnson, just if like, you say anything, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're fine. But then now 12 years later, all these DNA kits are super popular. And Amy like, tells oh, us our shoot. friend worked in this lab now. She goes, hey, my friend, I don't want to say anything. The same friend. I mean, what in the world? I mean, either it's an accident that nobody knew about, honest, honest mistake, or it's an accident where they're like, eh, no one will ever figure it out. <laughs> That's tough because I think, too, if you're him and you look at it and you go, wait, this is not my baby? Yeah. Well, but I guess if they knew it was IVF, but I just oh. think immediately you would go, I got cheated on. Yeah. But that wasn't the case at all. Somebody in the lab messed up 12 years ago. That's the news. Thank you. <laughs> Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Stephanie in South Carolina, you are on the Bobby Bones Show. What's up, Stephanie? Uh, good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So I was uh, babysitting my friend's children. I had a four-year-old and two toddlers, and I dropped a spaghetti jar on the floor and ended up cutting my foot. I had a two-inch gash, and the four-year-old's freaking out. One toddler's in the high chair, but my son, who was 19 months old, I was able to um, get him to get me my phone from the living room so I could call my husband and call the um, children's mother to get them to come because I needed to go to the emergency room. So your 19-month-old had the capability to go and help you get out of the situation? Yes. That's awesome. We were talking earlier about a 5-year-old, a 4-year-old. At mm. what age can kids start to go, oh, I need to call 911, I need to help? And at 19 months, your kid did that. Yes. I mean, he couldn't call anybody, but I was able to say, you know, hey, go get me my phone. I need you to get my phone. And he was able to get it and bring it to me. Oh, well, that's easy. Well, well you don't need my advice on this. But if I would change the story to he called, too. Right. Oh, like, come I mean, on. He went, he called, he talked to the dispatch. There's just a lot of places you can Directed go. Directed them to the house. Yeah. When they arrived, he was at the front door going, okay, mommy's here. <laughs> but no, hey, thank you for sharing that story. We really appreciate that. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 
Lunchbox almost had to call 911 again yesterday. Oh, no, boy. he did not. I swear to you. Here we go. Almost, though. Almost. I mean, so close. So I'm driving, and it's like a loop-de-loo where you're coming from the front of the road, and it's a loop-de-loo to get up on the highway. And the car in front of me is going around the loop, loop, loop. And I don't know if he hit a puddle or what because it was raining. Slid into the grass to the right-hand side. And I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So I immediately pull over. And I whip up the phone and I hit nine, one, and then the car just continues to drive all the way down to the embankment and gets back on the frontage road. Oh, so he was fine. Good. He was fine, but I was so that close. close to being a hero. If I were you, I just would have been, I just would have pressed it. I mean, he he likes to do this, so then he you could have been like... Just in case. But the, nothing actually happened to the guy. Right. He actually. There was no emergency. I thought he was in trouble, but he I was know. okay. I thought maybe he fell asleep at the wheel or something when he went sliding into the grass, but literally took his, and he had an Ultima like mine, and he drove it straight down the embankment. You love calling 911, <laughs> don't you? I just like to be Johnny on the spot, man, and I was there for that guy, but he didn't need me. Do you drive around sometimes? Just looking for somebody yes. to help, like a hero. Absolutely. A hero. Wow. Absol- I mean, it, I mean, if they're just over there don't. with a flat tire. Oh yeah, I need to call nine one one for the yeah. flat tire. Oh, Why not? Right. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> don't listen case. to him. We do, do not call nine one one unless it is an emergency. Oh my god. There's a four one one. Three one one. A lot of places. There's a three one one. There's every way other than nine one one unless it's an emergency. Yes, but when I call it, it's an emergency. Except for that one time they told me. That it wasn't an emergency because <laughs> someone just broke into a car. <laughs> San Francisco is paying select people 300 bucks a month not to shoot anyone. Oh. Or oh. be shot themselves. Hmm. The program will be called the Dreamkeeper <laughs> Fellowship. Though likely to be dubbed cash for criminals in the media, they think there's going to be a whole new name for it. It'll pay 300 bucks a month to people to avoid gun incidents. Okay, so, but I'm wondering how this plays out. Like, are you, you're, you just go to the police and you're like, I was about to shoot somebody, but I didn't. So. Yeah, are you randomly selected? Yeah. I don't know. Or or like, I would just, if I wanted to make money, I would just pull my gun out and be like, I'm going to shoot. And then be like. You got to convince me not to. (laughs) And then I'll be like, okay. Show me the money. Okay, okay, never mind. I'm not going to shoot. Pay me. (laughs) Uh, It's called the Dreamkeeper Fellowship. Mm. And it's born from data that shows more than half of all San Francisco gun killings involve the same 12 criminal groups and gangs. Okay. Oh, okay. The idea oh. is to target those at high risk of being on either end of the shooting with a $300 monthly payment. Huh. So you got to approach the killer and be like, hey, man, I know you've shot people before, but here's a job. Well, I'm not sure how that part of it works. Or maybe they go to those communities and these these 12 groups or whatever, and it's like, hey, if we have a no gun-related incidents with your group, then Everybody, you're going to get paid. That's kind of cool. I that's the only way I could see it could work, but. Your um, idea, too, of, of <laughs> someone has a gun, I need the money. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about doing this. Yeah. I almost shot somebody, pay me. It's wild. I, you know, I grew up in an area where everybody had guns. There was, we never had gun crime. You had guns, but Every, no one was shooting people. Everybody had guns. We would go to, and again, if there's a 22 year old, you're going to be like, okay, here's old man, 41 year old Bobby talking. But we would go to school and we would have guns in the cars in our cars and trucks because we would go hunting after school or in the middle of the day, or they would it was they were underneath the seat. They were sometimes in the gun rack. I didn't have a truck. I had an old Subaru. <laughs> but but some people would have it hanging in their truck. Mm-hmm. The gun racks and just you just park, I mean it's a rural town in Arkansas. Just park it there, and we never had any gun crime. And there were probably a lot of like fist fights, right? No one thought about, hey, I'm gonna shoot. That's you. a good point too. Yeah, <laughs> right. There were, there were guns like uh, two feet away, but there, they, you're right. I wonder why. Yeah. 
I mean, now if that happened, I bet somebody would go grab a gun. But I mean, they would. No duels. I, I would. Can you okay. imagine? Oh, jeez. In the hallway at Mountain Pine. Hey. <laughs> I mean. Charlie. Let's have, do it. I challenge you to a duel at 305 <laughs> after home ec. God dang, man. That would be crazy. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. No, that never happened. No. It never happened. Um, let's go and talk to Nathan in Tampa, who was on the phone. Nathan, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, um, so I was just listening about Lunchbox always calling the cops, and I thought maybe it'd be a funny bit one day for him to do a ride-along. I think we had talked about that at one point, but Lunchbox didn't, he was kind of scared. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. It was going to be with uh, the Williamson County, with uh, what's that show that they used to, Live PD. Yeah, Live PD. But then Live PD got canceled, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be on TV. What's the point? but it could be an experience and you get to talk about it like i think it'd be cool you should do it i mean i think i should do it i mean it would be a lot of fun if you rode along but it needs to be at night oh yeah we want to go in the high crime area too yeah right you do not what would you do you'd be so scared let's say he would you know I'd get on the phone. I'd get. He's gonna be right. calling. You're not getting this. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no I'd, you call nine one one from the police. Car. No, 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 no. Whenever we pull someone over, I'll be like, "Sir, stick your hands out the window. Oh. Uh, stick your hands. Drop the keys. Drop the keys. Now walk back towards my voice. Walk. Back, do not look, but just walk backwards through my voice. Hands on your head. Get on your knees. And you think I, they would let you do that? That's what a ride along is. You get to. You're do an the active thing, participant. Though? Yeah. See, in like, the middle of that, he would be like, now go to your Instagram, follow Radio Lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the sore losers <laughs> after you get out of jail. They wouldn't trust you. Uh, well, we'll see if we can we can figure that out. Yeah, or if I, you know, like if we have to go on a bust, I would probably go around the back door and make sure they don't jump out the window. I wouldn't go in the front door. <laughs> Why would you have to go on a bus? No, in the, a, no bus, bus. a bus. A bus. Oh, a bus. You got the house hey, around it. I would take the back. He's sick. You like don't a, understand him, remember? Okay. A bus. No, no, He's got sniffles. I, w- I would take the back. <laughs> Because I wouldn't want to go in the front door. I thought he was pulling over a bus. No. And he's like, I'll take the back. He's congested. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your call. We appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Thank you. You guys take it easy. All right. See you later. Let's talk to Maria in Texas. Maria, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Morning, Morning studio. Morning. Morning. I'm super stoked. I have been listening to you guys since probably 2005. I think when y'all were on 96.7. Thank and uh, I, I finally got through, so I'm super stoked. Um, I just wanted to see if you guys could do a shout-out to my little brother. He's uh, currently stationed in Italy, and we were talking over the weekend, and he had mentioned how he listens to you guys uh, on the podcast because their time time zone is different. Um, so I just want to see if you guys could give him a shout-out. <laughs> well, you can. You're on right now, so say what you'd like to say. Hey, Mark. We miss you. Um, hope you're doing well over in Italy. Um, we get to talk to you often, but I uh, just want to – say uh we miss you and uh you're on the bobby or hopefully you'll hear this on the bobby bone show yeah hopefully um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey thanks for, thanks for serving too we appreciate you mark thank you very much hey, and thank you for the call hope you have a great day you too thanks all right goodbye yesterday i was watching a video on twitter where i think it it looked to me like it was either like a city hall meeting or like a school board meeting i think it was like a fancy school board meeting and, you know, back in the day, Bart Simpson used to call, like, the bar and be like, hey, is Seymour Butts there? And, oh, yeah. and Mo would be like, Butts, there are Seymour Butts here. <laughs> Mike, did you cut out some of them that were way too bad? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there were some bad, bad ones? Well, this school board meeting that happened in Richmond, Virginia last week is going viral because someone sent in a bunch of fake names of people who wanted to ask questions. Oh, my gosh. And okay. then a board member read them without realizing it was a prank. 
And again, there are some we just can't play. Because I, I, I'll tell you the ones we can't play. <laughs> okay. I'll just do their first names. What? I can't read them. Yeah, do the first fully. name. Do the first. <laughs> I'm sure we use these in middle school. <laughs> the first one. This is the ones we can't play. Um, his first name is S U K. Oh. So his, oh, his name's like. Oh Zook. no. Yeah, yeah. Sook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. No. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, the other. I can't even do. I can't even do any other part ones. There's, is there a mic in there? No, but no. close one. No. Okay, here we go. Here's 15 seconds of the other ones. I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> He's going through all of them. So. Oh, wait. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually, I was confused at what that meant. I Googled it. I leaned over like I. Oh, I yeah. leaned over. Okay. I mean, Phil McCracken's old school. The fact yeah. that you didn't recognize that one. Look at how old are you? Phil McCracken, that's like a legendary one. I don't get that one. Phil McCracken. Oh. <laughs> Amy it, would have been the person reading these for names. Sure. Oh, for sure. There's another one, Ophelia. Hmm? What's the last name? Well, that's what I can't tell you. I don't you. think you can say that one. You know that one, Lunch? I, I watched the clip. <laughs> and it's hilarious because the dude is so monotone on every one and he just looks up to see if anybody raises their hand they don't and he just goes to the next one do you think he knew no because he didn't smile he didn't I laugh agree. he had no person he just really literally was just reading names down but the list it, can I see him hey old things are new again yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. let me see you probably want to be able to- Amy won't even get him yeah read the bottom one the guy's name is Don but don't read it out loud I don't get that one though. Dawn. I don't get it. I would say, okay, is Don here? Um, <laughs> now do you get it? <laughs> okay. I guess she gets it. <laughs> or did you get a different one? They're written though in such a way where, yes, I would just read these because they look like real names, but then the Ophelia one is so funny. Okay, we're going to play a song. And <laughs> I want to see if Amy, ever, if Amy ever tells us we're 11 again. Let's just play this club for her laughing at these names. Because uh, you're 11. Funny. Okay, here's up. Dong. Oh, what? <laughs> On Saturday and Sunday of this weekend, it's Bobby Fest throwing two festivals, one in New Braunfels, Texas, one in Wichita, Kansas. And we've put up the entire lineups with what times everybody goes on if you go to RagingIdiots.com. So people want to know, who, when's this person playing? We have like 10 acts. So it's all up. RagingIdiots.com. Go and you'll see the shows. They hit that little I for info. And it's all there. Get your tickets, too. It's going to be an amazing weekend. Outdoor, New Braunfels, Texas. So if you live in Austin or San Antonio. Although a guy yesterday tweeted me, and I reposted it. He's driving 20 hours down to Saw it. That. Oh, my gosh. You see that? Yes. He's like, I've been trying to catch you guys live forever. You're not playing many shows. And so he showed it. It's 20 hours and 32 minutes. <laughs> Y'all amazing. better put on one heck of yeah, a show. I know. It's not just about us. Russell Dickerson, oh, yeah, Maddie point. and Tay. Yeah. They better put on good shows too. Mostly them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys want to come this weekend, tickets at RagingIdiots.com, Wichita or Texas. Love to see you guys there. Michael Jordan's heavily used boxers are going up for sale. Oh. Heavily used? That's what it says. <laughs> for at least 500 bucks. Hmm. Like, if we had something like this, we could show it off to all of our guests. Yeah. yeah. Like here? I could, yeah, I could set it up in the room, like, check it out, come see this exhibit. Try when, it on. Mike, when does this go up? <laughs> it's up now. It's going up, though. What's the price? 605 Okay. Oh, that's okay. not bad. Let's get it. 605 $605? Yeah. Wait, we're going to buy not underwear? 
Who's what, what country artist's underwear could we show off in here? Yeah. I got we, it. We put up like a clothesline of all the underwear that we collect. It's not bad. With names underneath. Like, remember Hard Rock? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. You have a guitar in there. Who, who do you think? Easy. Garth Brooks. Garth's underwear. Tidy Whitey's. Okay. Yeah. You think Garth wears Tidy Whitey's? Yep. What? That's no. just what I picture. I, I don't know. I picture Garth as a boxer brief guy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. what I see. You? George Strait's boxers. Why do you say it was sexy, though? <laughs> yeah. Because they guys. What? You guys are such creeps. He's like 70. I'm, and he, for sure, Tidy Whitey's. He, he's not 70. I said uh, he's like 70, so I would imagine he's also, pretty close. Also, he doesn't look 70. Uh, George Strait's 69. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's not 70. Yeah. Lunchbox? I uh, wrote down Carrie Underwood. Okay, oh, that- You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, tell me. That I would have said like Sam Hunt or somebody. Oh. Yeah, well, that's Ray. Sorry. Yeah, th- th- that's r- Ray's in every morning. I walk in every morning and Ray's standing alone. <laughs> wearing them. <laughs> Anyone seen the Sam Hunt boxers? And you see like the line over top of Ray's jeans. Wait, who would you want? Did you say? Um, I don't really want anyone. Michael Jordan's. That's what it came from. This was your idea. No, no, I'm not going to be creepy like that. No, no, I was saying that I can understand why people would want these. Yeah. And if... I know, but pick an artist, Keith Urban. I mean, those would be good. I bet his would be smell good. I bet his would be European. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, because you know he only has the finest oh silk and small. What are you, guys you know, about? Keith Urban's underwear would be like. <laughs> Stop! Stop. What? <laughs> Probably one of those like banana hammock right. things. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Wow. So yeah, that's our. If we lineup. played that game, like, uh, see if you can uh, guess the underwear they wear. <laughs> but then, but then we got to ask them if that's what they wear. I know. I just don't want that. That part. should now. You should now work this into your interview questions. Like, I wear, so I'm wearing Tommy Johns. Are you boxers or? You guys ever wear Tommy Johns? No. It's the greatest underwear really? ever. Yeah. What is that? What's so good about them? They feel good. They, Tommy John. Yeah. They feel feel good. That feel the, good. That's not Tommy. Feel feel no, that's no, different. Yeah, yeah. It's not Tom, Tommy Bahama. That's what I was thinking. Are Tommy those Tidy Whitey's bones or are they boxer briefs? No, they're green. They're green boxer briefs. Not the okay. But I do. I work. That's a. It's a great brand of underwear. If anyone's looking for a good brand of underwear. Okay. All right. All right. I think we conclude this segment. <laughs> That's how I end segments that are just like, I don't know how that got there. I think we've concluded this segment. Well, it got there because are you going to buy the Michael Jordan ones? Well, not for 650 bucks. I don't think. You don't think? I don't think. No, I don't think so. I need to have them prove to me, too, that he when he wore them. Yeah, oh, yeah. are they Pictures. authenticated? Yeah, I need to know that. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Cookville, Tennessee. A man led a police chase about through two counties, and he was like, how can I distract him? Get him off my tail. So in the middle of the chase, he severed his own hoo-hoo. What? He chopped it off and threw it out the window. Why? He was trying to distract him. I still think if I was a cop, I would be stopping because I saw a weenie out the window. Uh, Oh, come on, Bob. How does that distract No, I don't think if, I don't even know if I would know what it was. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you didn't know what it was, you'd be hitting those brakes and be like, I, don't, I still don't think I would. I don't think in any way that would make me stop chasing the guy. But how is he not in excruciating pain? I'm and- sure he's on drugs or something. Had to be, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Good yeah, point. Yeah. More than <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something where are just completely numbed out. Some hallucinogen. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting why you picked that and not something else to distract. Because he's on drugs. This you can't all makes go with sense a finger, now. though. Right. An ear. <laughs> Maybe your hair. And what oh. happened at the end of this? Uh, he got arrested and he had to be rushed to the hospital. Uh-oh. Did they go back and find? Uh, it doesn't say if they recovered the. Yeah. Because they can they can reattach if quick enough. No way. Well, yeah, way. Yeah, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, whatever his name was. Oh. He got it back. Uh huh. Oh. She threw it in the field. Yeah, Lorena. Yeah. And so yes, 
hmm. that it can be done. So we're going to spin the wheel <laughs> next week. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So a guy's in Dairy Queen. He's mad because they say, hey, you got to wear a mask. And he goes, I don't want to wear a mask. And they say, hey, it's not our rule. We here at this Dairy Queen don't make the rules, but we have rules we have to follow and enforce. And he says, I don't, don't want to wear a mask. And they say, wear the mask. And it goes back and forth until he finally decides to relieve himself on the counter. Oh, oh. wow. It was all captured on camera and appears to show the man urinating on the counter following the altercation with the employees. Here's a clip from CTV News. That's the sound of workers at a Dairy Queen shrieking in horror as a disgruntled customer appears to urinate on the counter. In videos posted to Facebook, the man can be heard arguing with staff refusing to wear a mask. Police say a man became verbally aggressive when staff asked him to put on a mask. He was asked to leave and did. When he came back and was asked to leave again, he relieved himself at the cash register. There are a lot of ways that I would consider being aggressive if I were an aggressive person. Which is, what are the Yelling, taking a a chair, kicking it, you know, dumping a table over. Sure. In that situation, maybe pushing all the Coke machine things at once, getting a little Coke on the floor. I don't know. All those things come to my mind. (laughs) But not just going, I'll show you, and then peeing on everything. That's crazy. And like, what, when he disappeared for a little bit, did he go chug water or something? Oh, right. right. (laughs) I'll show them. Go, 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 go. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't arrest him. That would be our reaction too, though, right? Like, oh my god! <laughs> like, what do you do when someone starts peeing on the counter? If you still have started peeing right now. Like, ah, what are you doing? No, Bobby, be filming, but yeah. Police have not made an arrest in the case, but they're asking anyone with video of the incident to share it with investigators. Well, they have video here on the. Yeah, they just there it is. I uh, hope everybody has a good day. I mean, I not mean that. Some days I don't really care, but today I mean that. Goodbye. Bobby Bones. Ooh. 